The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Good morning, everybody. Hello there. Welcome to round two of the morning sickness. No, no, don't say that. Oh, they did it already. Shut your mouth. Oh, I thought you were talking about the next one. Yeah, no. It is uh, post. 545. This is the morning sickness. My name is John. There's Brady. There's Brett. Big Dick Toledo's in his room. Doing what he he's dominating. Oh, that guy got uh, after it. So he didn't. He did for a half. So the frustrating thing about dominating is that for uh, two quarters you watched what the guy could do. Is yours off? So. Yeah, this whole thing's screwed up. Try that. Hello. There. You Hi. Go. Sorry. What's going on over here? Oh, somebody touched some things. They, they never ask. Anyway, so you're watching him. He puts 18 points up in the first half. Nine boards. I'm texting with my friend, Brian. So if he put this kind of effort in every night, these are the numbers he would put up. I, and I said, I guarantee you the over-under on the second half, five points. Guaranteed. He's too busy celebrating that he was good. He's a motor. I was wrong. Three. Three points is all he had for the second half. He was horrible in the second half. Dropping the ball. Had a couple of couple of good rebounds that I haven't seen him have. But he was just... he And... Uh, it, I, yesterday when I when I watched him do the Dominatin thing, and then he released a commercial of his clothing line called Dominatin. Oh, jeez. And then Scott Taylor downstairs sends me a video of the pregame warm-ups because he was in the arena. And uh, he's on his phone on the court dancing and texting or doing whatever he's doing. It's while everybody else works on basketball. He's picking out the right tunes. And I know? said to my friend, I'm like, that would be like at 1022 every morning. Uh, we're all hanging around in here, and Toledo comes in, and he goes, guys, how about my – I was dominating today. I was the dominant force of the show. Everybody looking around like, all right, Rich. You, all right. I'm dominating. Or people ask – Rich talks about how he dominates the show. You'd be you'd be like, all right, you're, you're, you're important. You're an important part. Well, let's calm her down a little bit. Toledo's not dominating. We know that. We leave it up to him. He can't, he can't just – if we all left – the Toledo show would not be a dominant force in radio. His clothing line is sweet, though. But Toledo's necessary. Does he not recognize there's a guy on the floor actually dominating in ways that like, people who dominate appreciate? Devin Booker 
is an absolute force. Like he is this he's the best Phoenix son of all time at this moment. Like he passes all the all the, the eye tests and everything else to Sabango. That's the greatest Phoenix son to ever play in a uniform for this team. I better than Barkley. I mean, you he he's ridiculous. And that guy took over a very weird game. Uh, the Clippers were not going to go away. Scored 70 points in the first half, out-rebounding like crazy. The refs, like Brent and I were talking off the air, the refs were making it their game for two and a half quarters. Oh, man. Completely. <laughs> they were the, the Clippers politicking all week of screaming, hey, we're it's two to one on free throws we're losing. Uh, you guys want to call call something? Or they called everything. Westbrook, anytime Westbrook went forward, he got a foul. Oh, yeah. But uh, then... Devin said enough and outscored the entire Clippers team in the third quarter, 25-24. They hung 50 on them in the third because of Devin. Devin Booker is the closest thing we've had to Kobe Bryant. He's a better shooter because Kobe's shooting percentage was never that great. This dude is remarkable, like outrageously good. And you don't want to start going on crazy hyperbole stuff, but... You know, Steve Nash was a two-time MVP for the Suns, and he's nowhere near as good as Devin Booker. That dude is remarkable. So that's what dominating looks like. I wish someone would tell uh, Dip over there that uh, he's not dominating anything. He's role-playing. If anything, DeAndre Ayton should have shirts that says role-player. It still has player on it. He can <laughs> he can run with that. Player. Yeah, role-player. But yeah, it was fun to watch, man. Suns out of that one, and now they're going to Denver. And I've got an email from a guy in Denver. It says, hello, John, this is Jay, infectious disease pharmacist in Denver. I'm going to game two of the Suns Nug series. And in my opinion, Denver sports fans are the second worst fan base in the country, followed only by the Seahawks. Yes, I know that soy boy beta cuck fits the category. <laughs> uh, Nugs fans are still bitter about the sweep two years ago, and they're still talking about Suns and four guy. All the games I went to up here, uh, we were met with much ridicule. I recognize that I'm on their turf, so I keep it classy. But outside of Arizona, the Suns' reputation is uh, we're trashy fans. So I ask this at the game, should I keep it classy, stay in my lane? Or do I lean into this trope and buy a shirt with Suns and Four Guy on it? Normally, I would uh, lean conservative, but I really hate the Denver sports fan. Uh, And it's Denver also. They're very harmless. Not like we're going to Oakland or anything. It took me uh, many years to understand their dialect up here. When talking sports, and then I learned it's because they can't speak clearly. All of them still have John Elway's D in their mouth. <laughs> Good one. Thanks for everything. Ghost Suns all the way in Denver. Jay. Well, Jay. I don't know. That Suns and Four guy would be. You're, you're, I'm laying low. I, 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 if they win the first game, because he's going to game two, wear the Suns and Four shirt. But if Denver wins the game, you slink out of there like an idiot. Yep. But if the Suns win, you slink out, like you say, you know, the trashy Suns fan they hate already, up 2-0. Maybe worth it to go Suns and four if the Suns go to, if they win game one. I like a, uh, I like a guy on, you know, I'm, normally I'm not a guy who goes and goes crazy in someone else's stadium. Because like he said. The fights. Are, you saw Suns and Four guy. I mean, he handled oh, yeah. that Denver fan in like two punches. And then I met the guy. It wasn't like he was some behemoth. It's, Denver fan is a bit of a pussy. Just don't show up in a dominating shirt. <laughs> right. Suns and Four now guy, that, okay, but right. dominating. Yeah. Right. I think if anything, we you should uh, paint your nose bright red, uh, just like uh, 
Joker Joker has Jokic and uh, just you know a bottle of whiskey and a Denver Nuggets thing and just stagger around like Joker's cousin. That dude's an alcoholic. There's no question. I did some bartending in my days, and that was one of the first things I looked for was uh, that bright red nose for no reason from the bridge to the bottom. I, I always said, all right, my, my, I was trained to say he's been drinking somewhere else. They kicked him out. He's going to try to act sober here. We'll get sued. So I would cut guys off before I even noticed because their schnozzes were uh, telling me that they were already plastered. That dude's a drunk. I'm going on a limb on that one. I think he might be safe if he goes in a dominating shirt because no one knows what it is. Yeah, he's not that <laughs> That's a good point. The rest actually. of the country's not too familiar with that. Just wear a Toledo shirt that says dominate and it's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> this one, uh, the guy, Jacob says, Toledo is DA. Brady CP3. Brett's KD. Your book. Every time DA misses an easy pass or a little bunny, it's equivalent to Toledo's cucking. Your boy's at it again. I say it about DA all the time. It's true. <laughs> Do we love having him? Sure. If he started bragging about dominating, we'd be a little upset. Like, he'd be like, all right, Toledo, did you do another interview where you're saying you're the dominant force of the show, the anchor of everything? Knock it off. (laughs) And they started yelling at him at the end of the game. He uh, had a couple rebounds go right past him. He had a loose ball. He waited. There's one play. Kevin Ray didn't even bring it up. In the fourth quarter, there was a free throw. I don't remember if it was Busy or if it was Kevin Durant. And the ball came off, and if it was, I think it was KD. He's boxing out his guy. AD's on the other side of the key, and he's just watching it. The ball's loose. He takes one step over and reaches down. There's two sons now that can get it. KD luckily, you know, kicked back, got the, got the post, and got it. But DA was basically looking at it like he's got it. Oh, it drives me insane. The guy's terrible. But, uh... He looks like he's wearing cement shoes sometimes. Oh. It's like, man, jump. Those are, te- those are Tesla motor, Tesla batteries. Oh, They're very heavy. <laughs> but I'm afraid. Yeah, he is just not not the guy. It's like I was texting you guys yesterday when when, when KD went down and hit his tailbone on the floor. Oh. The whole city, you could oh. just hear everybody's butt pucker. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. It was the scariest, scariest moment ever because it was the that noise again. Oh. I said it out loud to the TV because I didn't go to the game. To the TV. I'm like, well, there's the seat. That's it. He's done for the rest of his life because I thought his ankle rolled and he yeah. fell back. And luckily, his, his tarantula legs didn't fold over. <laughs> he hates that nickname, Durantula. He's not a fan of it. Looks like it, though. But he does have the. Oh, yeah. it's, the it's a qualified nickname. So that's the one who'll get him the fan that yells that, like no, West Brick? He doesn't have that. <laughs> I know. Kevin Durant doesn't have the you can get under my skin thing. What's this? He tells the press, eh, that's not one I'm uh, not a huge fan of, Durantula. He said that at Golden State, actually. Don't call me that. That's dumb. He just wants to be called KD. He's kind of, I think he's like me with nicknames. All right, douchebags and frats, they come up with nicknames for each other. Let's not, <laughs> let's not do that. Let's not call ourselves by a nickname. That's just, evidently I'm not real pleased with who I am. I have to pretend to be a character. <laughs> I'm Cactus Jack. What's your name? Brian? Like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're Brian from here on out. Unless you were, like, ran into a cactus once and lived on it for 10 years. Or if you're, like, Spike from the Peanuts and you live in a cactus. Otherwise, shut up, Cactus Jack. Jalopy Jungle. Cactus Jacks. I remember those. Uh, so the Suns go to Denver now, and this is exciting, and, and uh, it's going to be good. Hopefully, uh, <coughs> see if I get a little throat butter hanging. You're going to try to go to one of the games, aren't you? Maybe in Denver, depending how much pancake batter I, I have in my chest. Come Friday, 
see if I can float up to Denver and get their allergies, too. I don't know what's going on in that area. I don't know if that would cure it or make it worse. But, yeah, I'll try. I was going to try to – I told Kevin Ray. It's his last broadcast last night. That was it. And it's Al McCoy's 90th birthday today. So I gave him a little gift. Al McCoy continues on with radio, at least the home games. But the Valley sports team is no longer uh, going to broadcast games. So Kevin Ray is free to go, and we can take him to other cities. And debauchery will ensue like it did last time, which was crazy. So if he's up for it, we'll, I'll, I'll talk to Kevin about it, get my, our little crew together and head on out there. But Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. And then what I was thinking, because uh, I don't know if you guys watched, did you watch any of the, the beginning and the middle and the end with Tom and Soph? You were I looking at me like I'm no. not speaking English. Are you okay? <laughs> I didn't know where you are going. No, beginning and end. The beginning, middle, and end of the game is the Bally's pregame with Tom Leander, Tom Chambers, and, Spice. and Sophie, Sophie Spicy Cunningham. And Sophie looked great last night, as usual, winning me over for the WNBA. Uh, and remember what I said, the will they, won't they thing is going on. And I thought at one point Tom would be the one that makes the mistake of reaching over and touching her. Oh, no. Sophie was hands-on Tom Chambers last night. It was the season finale of Bally Sports Broadcasts. And I thought it would be great to have like a cheers moment where at the end, Tom just turns to her and goes, ah, what the hell? Will you marry me? And then it just goes to black. The cliffhanger. We needed it. And they don't find out anything. Until October when they come back. Those two have a thing. I don't know if that... I'm sensing it. There is chemistry. Now, yes, it's May, December, and Tom is 60-something, and she's in her mid to late 20s, and that's fine. Good for Tom. Tom's a viable, giant, rich man. He can have any age that they've legalized. Something going on. With Sophie and Tom. And she knows her stuff. She came back tan. She was talking about, uh, they, they had a little moment there where she, he said that she hadn't been in the last couple of games because of road games she doesn't do. And Tom said something about, well, you were over at Country Thunder. I saw the pictures. And she goes, oh, yeah. And he said, you were probably incapacitated. And she goes, oh, you know me. I'm flat on my back. And I'm like, oh, these two are so hard. They're just constant. There is a chemistry. And it is palpable. I, I Half the time, I'd rather just almost kind of like the way the Mannings do Monday Night Football and alternate broadcast to Sophie and Tom drinking and watching the game together. Those two are going to make gorgeous, giant Tom babies. and Spicy. Oh, I'd watch that all day. The Tom and Spicy show? Just them, you know, going to restaurants? or I even hate those shows where people just eat for entertainment. But if Tom and Spicy went on dates, oh, I should be the executive producer of the world's great. Bally Sports has the worst programming ever. Whenever you, you leave your TV on from a Suns game the night before and then you turn it back on the next day, it's usually Brad Sesmet's giant head talking about some high school girl. I'm like, this is perversion. Nobody needs to know about <laughs> high school soccer girls teams. Big guy. Yeah, an but, underage girl. <laughs> I like Sesmet. He doesn't need to be on TV. That's like putting me on TV. Our heads are not built for that. 
Half time, I think it's a Batman villain. Like, oh, Egghead's up to something. Keep waiting for Adam West to pop. All right, Egghead. Hands off the high school kinder. It's weird. So, Bally Sports, if I could get my hands on, maybe I'll talk to K Ray about the Tom and Spicy show where they just go on dates. Maybe Brad could wear, you know, like a knitted hat or something. No, Brad needs to face the other way and the cameras need to be off. That's just basically what it is with Sesame. A beret. And the show is just, and then every once in a while it's like Matt Adams talking to some 90 year old golfer. These are not shows people want to watch. This is a terrible program. And Bally's is about to go out of business because they're terrible. Their broadcasts are awful. It's lasted longer than I thought. I'm saying they were supposed to be done before the season started. But yeah, somehow they got a little infusion of cash. That thing should be done. But it wouldn't be if you had the Tom and Spicy show. Executive producer John Holmberg. And of course, dominated by Dick Toledo. And they could, you know... They, they could have uh, interviews and, and stuff. It would be great. Tom and Spicy's Weekly Challenge. Oh, oh yeah. Spicy's Challenge. And then you have, like, you. You could go on, like, local radio celebrity Brady Bogan pops in with Tom and Spicy and uh, just, you know, crushes some hot stuff. If it was produced by John Holmberg, you'd see Spicy stuck in a dryer, <laughs> right. under a bed. I mean, come on. I know where this is going. Oh, no. Spicy's stuck again. <laughs> And her ass is straight up in the air. What's her stepbrother Tom to do? Oh, it's great. And Leander would, yeah. <laughs> Jacob says Leander is third wheeling that situation so hard. But he's good. This guy says, I just tuned in, man. You sound like ass. You stayed, should have stayed home. <laughs> no, I feel good. I just sound horrible. And Toledo would have been dominating. Oh, he dominates. He'd just be around dominating. <laughs> they would ask him for an interview and then quickly get rid of that show and film a, a replacement fast. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, the Tom and Spicy shows there. When she was touching him, and I always thought it would be Tom slipping up and giving up the game, reaching over and tapping her on the knee or something. Tom's hands stay on that desk, and they flirt. Because his wife's watching. Well, it's not a wife. Well, he's got four or five of those. <laughs> the, the girl, and he's she's no a lovely lama. She's a lovely woman, but there is no denying. This is Sleepless in Seattle kind of, you know, where you take the guy you're with and go, all right, clearly this is a better relationship. Like, I see it, too. Remember when that weak cuck in the end of Sleepless in Seattle looked at Meg Ryan and said, you need to go to him. Like no man who just asked a woman to marry him would say ever. Nobody be that understanding except for the Nora Ephron movie. We're, I'm watching one and it's sexy. Kicking, is it Bill Pullman to the curb? Uh, it's the guy, who, it might be Bill Pullman. I think so. He's the one that looks like all the, I think it is Bill Pullman. He's just sitting at the, he took her to a great big dinner and got her a, $20,000 wedding ring, pops it on her finger and asks, I can't, I met some guy on the radio cross country, supposed to meet on the top of the Empire State Building. Yeah, that's right. Pullman. Yeah, go ahead. And he gives her the green light. Didn't even throw her drink in her face or dump her lasagna. In it. Enjoy your houseboat on the... <laughs> right, yeah. Enjoy that sad widower, that, that, <laughs> that mentally challenged kid of his, living in Seattle. Yeah, you're going to see the life just, oh, new doors will open. Wait till that kid discovers fentanyl. <laughs> yep, it's coming because his mom's dead. He can't have a normal upbringing. Mom's dead. That kid's going to dab. He's dabbling in drugs. And what is he? This is probably 30. He's probably 35. He's probably just now getting out of jail. You don't date a widower with a kid. You wait to see that pans out. Otherwise, you're going to be on the hook for helping raise it. And if he doesn't like you, it's a. You're going to be spending a lot of time at courthouses. That's a, 
They should have done a follow-up to Sleepless in Seattle. Where Meg Ryan's just miserable. It's time. Yeah. It would be great. It's still... It'd be great. And her face is all messed up from trying to keep up with everybody. She's so what miserable. happened? It's a disaster. That's the truth. <laughs> and he finds another. And Hank starts listening to a podcast and falls in love again. <laughs> another one. That's got yeah. something to it. Oh, there's some light. And maybe Tom and Spicy can make an appearance because they're going to be everywhere. And we're going to lose that Sophie Cunningham to national broadcast. She's too good. She's she's fantastic. Anyway, what are you going to do? Sons in uh, five. And now the Suns and Four chants are going to start. And we're going to see that Suns and Four guy is going to pop up again. You know what's weird? We're going in the reverse order of the 2021 playoffs. It very possibly could be Clippers, Nuggets, Lakers. And last time it was Lakers, Nuggets, Clippers. So we're backing her down. If the Lakers decide to get through Golden State or Memphis after they get past their first round. If they get past their first round. They're pushing that uh, May 21st date pretty big on the broadcast. What? It's Britney's return. Oh, yeah. oh they, they were they were a lot of hammering oh on the WNBA. A lot of it. They even did a pregame interview where uh, Spicy had to chat with Diana Taurasi about the Suns. The goat? Yeah. Oh, it's the goat. I put a couple horns on her. I wouldn't know. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they were talking about Suns basketball. And I'm like, give me Suns to talk about Suns basketball. You two talk about girls softball and things like that. And she's like, yeah, I think the Suns need to do this. and this. You don't know what they need to do. Shut up. Go out and stand on your unearned street, Diana Taurasi way, before we change it to anybody else drive. This interview brought to you by Subaru Outback. <laughs> right. The brand uh, new. I'd watch Spice. That's, that's what they'll spicy. do for the uh, WNBA. They'll try to put the TNT Superstar squad together. It'll be uh, Spicy. It'll be like Ernie. And then you have Brittany, he's like Shaq. Go to Charles. You get the same group, and then Kenny Smith could be uh, any of the others. We don't know their names. I don't know any of their names. They're pushing hard, though. This playoffs has been very hard push for the WNBA. All the commercials are like Steph Curry, and I had to look up who the lady is that's with him, talking about how many rings she's got, because Steph flashes I've seen his, that one. He, it's Sue Bird. Yes, right. He flashes his four NBA championship rings, which is hard to get. And she flashes like one. One of them is like a Justin's. I graduated ninth grade championship ring, and then a couple of mm, mediums, and then a fourth one. And she's got those, and then she puts two more up on her other hand. She's got like six high school, college, and, and she's got WNBA. the nerve to comp that to an NBA championship. That's like saying I won high, state high school. Like Derek Zellner flashing his ring to Tom Brady. Knock it off. Oh, I fundamentally changed basketball and won four championships. And you? I'm Sue Bird. Oh, who cares? You, what, team, what team did she play on and what college did she go to? I don't know. No impact. How about a little eBay challenge? Put them up. Oh, yeah. Let's see, let's see what your value is with your six. All six of your rings, not as good as one of his. Ma'am. <laughs> and you want to act like you've, you've accomplished more. He's still playing. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I'm not a uh, I'm not a fan of the WNBA push. They got a lot of them though. They're pushing them hard. And if it's Sophie, that's fine. Why isn't she in all the commercials? She's awesome. The rest of them, blech. It's the reason nobody, enough. The reason nobody watches that thing. It's like, yeesh, they're, they're an unappealing group. Get yourself some Sophie Cunningham dancing around out there, doing jeans ads and stuff like. Then you get the women involved. If you stick, that's what no women don't like the WNBA. They hate it more than we do. If you started making them fashion icons, they'd start defending the ugly ones. 
Anyway, what are you going to do? I love basketball. I just don't like when girls play it. At all. Except that Sophie Cunningham. I don't know if she's any good at it, but I'd watch her play basketball. Get her in some other sports, too. Get her on TV more. She needs to be on TV more. A lot more. Doing stuff. I don't care what. Dating that Tom Chambers. I swear, I'm, i got to talk to K. Ray about getting this whole thing. We were talking about, uh, my friend Mark and I were talking about going to Denver. And even said, uh, get Kevin to get Tom and Sophie to come with. He's, he's, on the, he's on the same page as me. I want to watch this love blossom in person. And she touched him, like, on the chest, gave him a little pat on the chest when he said she was a drunk. You know me. And then, like, a little, it wasn't just a pat. It was like a, uh, and then a rub. Ooh. It was a peck rub. Spicy. And Tom's just sitting there like, got to keep my hands to myself. Got to keep my hands to myself. It's fun to watch. Those two are going to do it if they aren't already. <laughs> uh, let's get a wake-up song, shall we? 585-9800, a good one. And we'll listen to me uh, choke up pancake batter all morning long. It's 98 KUPD. Wake up! Hey, it's not weird. It's pretty cool, actually. No membership fee. I have heard enough of this. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.